0: Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kovar, and I'm excited to say we've done over 50 podcasts now. And if you're new to this, thanks for being here. If you've been around for a while, I appreciate you sticking with us. And uh, it's been really a great experience for me because anytime you... uh, you have to come up with something creative. Uh, it really forces you to be on the lookout for lessons that are in front of us at all times. And it's, a, it's one of the things that I've noticed through my career is that uh, I, I've produced a lot of material, especially martial arts material, curriculum, drills, videos, and that really are a focus around teaching and drills and skills on the mat. And one of the reasons I've been able to produce a lot is not because I am any smarter. We certainly know that's not true. Uh, but because I've asked myself a lot. Lot of questions I've had people relying on me for years to come up with new drills and skills they can put in the classroom or teaching concepts that can help them get their instructors fine tuned and most people simply don't ask themselves the right questions and so they don't get the right answers and so one of the things that this podcast has done for me is that I'm constantly once again looking for life lessons things that I can share with my audience and so today's uh episode is titled, Stack the Odds. And it really for, refers to stacking the odds in favor of success for you by doing as much right as you possibly can. And I'll tell you where this comes from. Uh, a while back, I, I had a friend of mine, someone I've known for years, a really good guy, that's going through, he's had just a, a a bunch of just challenges that, that he's had to overcome. And he basically, he reached out to me and said, hey, Dave, man, I I just... I feel like it's, things are falling apart on a bunch of different fronts and you seem to have it together pretty good. Uh, can you help point me in the right direction? Because I feel like I've lost my momentum. And as much as I appreciated his, you know, his belief in me, uh, you know, I've got plenty of stuff I'm working on, right? Also, but, but, uh, it got me thinking and, and kind of what I, I shared with him, I want to share with you. And, and I want to remind you also, uh, that one of the first things that, that I think is important for us all to understand is life is hard for everyone most all the time you know it, it just it just simply is it always has been that way and and probably going forward it it, it 's going to be that way going forward no, but be mindful that when you 're aware that it 's hard, somehow that makes it easier uh, uh, you know sometimes we think our struggles are just our own when the reality of of of, of you know humankind this whole this whole life, there's, there's a lot of challenges along the way. There's, of course, massive amounts of beauty along the way as well. And uh, But there's a great quote, and it's attributed to a lot of people. I, I, I've heard it, I believe it was from Plato. It's one of my favorite quotes, and it goes with this. It's, be kind with whom you meet, for they are fighting a hard battle. And that's a reminder that when you see people, man, they're, they're it, it, when, when people lash out or short, it's usually you not, not about you. They're having a hard time. But more about that later, because that's actually one of the points we're going to discuss so let's get started. I have several points I want to, to discuss about things that you can do to stack the odds in favor of your success. So uh, the first one is, uh, it has to do, of course, with health. And if you've listened to past podcasts, you know I talk about this a lot, right? But I want to remind you about the the, the proverb that comes from India that goes like this. Those who have their health have a thousand goals, those that don't have but one. And y'all know, when, man, when you're not feeling good, you know, when you, I, I, as a matter of fact, uh, I just was on the phone with uh, someone earlier today that is dealing with some serious health issues and they they're this person that works really hard even in spite of all this stuff going on but when i called him today he was having a rough day he was actually in bed uh you know doing his best to recover and you could just feel his spirit he's an optimistic person but he was having a hard time and there wasn't going to be getting a lot done this week because of this right and so what's he focusing on right now getting healthy and uh, and so chances are if you're healthy you have a lot of different ways you can go. And if you're not, that's your focus. But so one of the key things is in stacking the odds is, is eating clean, right? Not perfect, but clean. What the heck does that mean? Um, I do a couple podcasts where I go into a little bit more detail on this in the past. But really, it's about eating on purpose, right? Eating on purpose. Now, if you got 10 nutritionists into a room, and, and you wouldn't be able to get them to agree on on just about anything. They'd all disagree on a lot of stuff. There'd be a few... Basics that they would probably agree upon, okay? And what would those be? You know, we should probably eat more fresh vegetables. That's when most people agree. We should eat, uh, stay hydrated. That's something that pretty much everyone would agree on. Uh, and there's other things like eating less food clearly right there's been study after study that shows that that people that have that eat less live longer and that's tricky but one way uh that you can actually get around that is is, and i'm a fan of it and and that is is intermittent fasting now traditionally intermittent fasting basically what that means is that you limit all your calories to a shorter window every day so depending on who you talk to it might be four to eight window out you know Hours a day, so you try to get all your meals in a you know some people do it like one big meal a day. Uh, the more traditional the, the one that you can uh, has more longevity is the eight hour so it means you you try to eat within eight hours a day, which for most people means they skip breakfast right then you can do it for me, I can do nine pretty easy because I get up really early and, it, and, and and that seems to work for me so i will I will try to eat my meals within nine hours, and then that course that gives me the remainder. What the heck is that? 15 hours uh, with no food in my belly. And what that does is, of course, that gives me plenty of time, my body, plenty of time to, to operate. When it's not just trying to trying to digest food, which takes a lot of a lot of resources, a lot of energy to do. So, and the other thing about how do you do that? One of them is to simply eat mindfully. What does that mean? Basically, means slow down a little bit. Now, I'll tell you what. If my wife was listening, she would be laughing because I'm a man. I tend to eat pretty fast. I have to remind myself to slow down. But when I do it, guess what happens? I eat less. You know, I, every one of you guys has had a situation where, man, you were hungry, you sat down, you're going to have a big bowl of pasta, and you scarfed out half that bowl, and you can hardly wait to, you know, because you got all this other dessert you're going to eat, and you, you are ready to just, because you're famished, Right and what do you know what happens you get a call from an old friend halfway through so you sit down you have this great talk with them and you hang up the phone a half hour later and you look at your food and you realize you're no longer hungry well what happened is is that uh it takes a while for you to feel satiated so usually when we feel full we're not at 100 we're already at 110 120 percent of what we should have eaten right as far as content goes uh there's a Japanese phrase that's harihachibu. Harihachibu roughly translated means 80% full. And what that refers to as samurai would always leave the table. Not, the, the difference is don't eat until you're full, eat until you're not hungry. By the way, Uh, This is definitely an area that that I focus on and could do a better job of. But one of the key things is when I slow down, it's way easier. So eat on purpose uh, as much as possible. For me, uh, you know, I'm primarily, I'm I'm plant-based. It works for me, and I strongly encourage someone to give it a try. So number two is exercise consistently. And... Exercise consistently, I I mean, there are so many benefits of exercise. And what I find fascinating is that, you know, right now we have on our team, we have a bunch of really young, talented, uh, you know, uh, uh, martial arts instructors and and aspiring martial arts instructors and athletes that are maybe in their, their late teens and in their 20s. And when you're that age, Man, you know, you just train, you don't really, you know, you cannot do anything for a week and go out there and perform just fine, right? But guess what? The habits you develop then are going to stick with you. As a matter of fact, just just today I spoke with two staff members that are in their 20s and asked them how their training's going, how's their exercise going? And both of them were like, ah, it could be a little better, I haven't done anything in about a week, week and a half. Well, I, I think about that and I think, my goodness, I couldn't function if I did that. So, you know, as you age, what is that what do you have to do? You have to be consistent. And, and I... Uh, don't always love to exercise. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of times I don't even like doing it, but I love what it does for me and I love being done. Yesterday, case in point, my, my son and I went skiing on, it's a Tuesday as of this, when I'm, when I'm taping this. And on, on Saturday, my son and I went skiing and we, it, was, it, was a, it was a blizzard day. It was really hard uh, snow, uh, lots of powder. And man, I, I'm a pretty good skier, but I'm not a very good powder skier. and I just beat my legs down and here I am four days later, still a little sore. And yesterday, man, I was coming up with every excuse I could to not work out. And so what did I do? I did a what I would call a token workout. I did 100 push-ups and 100 lat pulls, uh, alternating sets of 10, and of course my 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 stretching routine and some of my my mobility work, but it was maybe a 15-minute workout, maybe. But you know what? It's okay. Sometimes maintaining is gaining. I I kept my routine, uh, my string streaky going and and uh it just makes such an incredibly dis- difference when you do that. So kind of the rule for exercise for me, I know you'll hear hey, you should do three cardio sessions a day and and a week excuse me and two weight wrist uh, training sessions a week here's my thought on it i think you should exercise in my opinion every day unless you have a reason not to most people exercise if they if they can't come up with an excuse to not exercise you know uh uh but i think instead you should exercise every day unless you can't for some reason if that makes any sense and of course here what is your exercise you know variety short sweet cardio strength uh flexibility mobility there's, of course, that's why I'm a big fan of of, of martial arts because I think it covers so many bases, right? But you know, just good old calisthenics, walking. You know, the best exercise is the one you'll do. The one you'll do. Third area uh, for stacking the odds, and this is an important one, and, and this is what I alluded in, in our, my opening, and that is, is that treat others, both you know, friends, family, and strangers, with respect and compassion. You know, how many times in my life have I? Uh, had this come back to either bite me or to serve me the way I treated people in the past. Now, I'd like to think uh, that I do a pretty good job. However, there's always room for improvement. I remember one time several years back, um, I, uh, uh, there, there was a gentleman that came in and uh, he was an old friend of mine and he was a good guy, but just kind of, I guess, rubbed me the wrong way. And I proceeded to uh, just kind of... I was a little, what, less than respectful to him. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with standing your ground, but it wasn't anything like this. I was just ruder than I could have been. And I remember the response that I got from him, and he was sincerely hurt. He was like, hey, Dave, I thought you and I were friends, man. You know, where'd that come from? And it was like, yeah, you know, I was having a bad day, and I projected it on him. Well, we all do this from time to time, but the bottom, the bottom line is, is, is there's a great quote, you can judge a person's character by the way they treat the people least important to them. I love that quote. You can judge a person's character by the way they treat the people least important to them. And this is such an important thing to remember, and chances are you've seen it. You've seen the person that uh, maybe, uh, uh, if if you haven't seen this, you can visualize, you know, I'm being courted by someone that wants me to be their client for some business service, and he's being just over the top gracious to me, and he takes me out to lunch and sits me down, and he's whining and dying, and he's asking me all these questions, and being totally, uh, you know, totally interested and immersed in my life and what I'm about. And I'm thinking, man, this is really cool. Because, you know, everybody, everybody likes being appreciated, right? And all of a sudden he turns around and, and he's absolutely rude to the food server, right? It's very condescending and, and like, oh, interesting. So that's who this person really is. He's being nice to me because he wants me to have him get by his services. But the people that that aren't important to him, he's being rude to, right? I mean, you guys have all seen that or can visualize, imagine that happening. And so what's the application of this? For me, um, I, I think it's, it's, I look at two extremes for examples. The so extreme number one is immediate family. OK, sometimes it's really hard to be, uh, you know, we're the hardest on our immediate family. And you know, are you being compassionate and respectful to your spouse, to your kids, to your parents, to your brothers and sisters, and even with their quirks and, and, and you know, all those things that go along? That would be one place, OK, to go out of your way to uh, uh, to do that. And then the extreme Total strangers, people you'd never see or hear again, be you know, hear from again. And uh for example, you you know, are you how are you in driving? Do you let people in, or are you are you that I I tend to be an aggressive driver, and what I mean by aggressive is I tend to drive fast, but I'd also like to think I'm not. A, I try not to cut people off, and I'm working really hard to let people in in traffic. Ironically. Um I had this option uh, a couple months back and I was stopped and I was going to take a left excuse me I was going to go straight it was at a stop sign and I had my choice if if I, if I could go or the person was going to take a left in front of me, and I go, "No, Dave, just chill out, man. You're not in a hurry. Let this person go." So I waved the person on, and you know, and smile at them as they're going through. They wave back at me. It turned out what it who was it? It was a parent, one of my students. <laughs> and, and so later on, she goes, "Oh, that was so nice of you." I had another incident where I ended up uh, uh, there was some lady on the side of the road that was her car had broke down, and she was out there trying to push it. And I did what any of you guys would do. I pulled my car over and. I hopped out, and another guy did the same thing, and we pushed this gal over. We asked her if she needed help, and, you know, and, she, and she had her phone. She goes, no, she was able to call. I, I hung out with her for a second. I hopped in my car and went about my way, and I find out the next day from one of my employees, it turns out that's a parent of one of our students I didn't recognize. And she goes, I think Mr. Kovar helped me push my car today. And it was like, oh, man, I'm so, you know, I, I didn't do it for that reason, but I'm glad it worked out that way. So that's just be on the lookout uh, for, uh, 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 you know, for ways that you can show compassion and respect and empathy. And I'll tell you what, it goes a long way. You know, we teach our junior students, if you want to have respect, you have to show respect. Okay. And by the way, that's not always easy to do, right? Especially when there's a lot of knuckleheads out there and, and uh, and, and when someone's disrespectful to us, man, you know, it's, it's real easy to want to lash out. Uh, however, you know, the best we can do is always try to rise above that. Um, the next one is to work hard and smart. What do I mean by that? You, you know, there's a, a, I'm a fan of, of, of Tim Ferriss. I think he's a brilliant guy. You know, he's mo, mo, most well-known, I think, for his book, The 4-Hour Week." But he's got a, a great podcast called The Tim Ferriss Show. And what he, Tim Ferriss is, he's, he's kind of a, a life hacker, okay? You know, he finds a way to, to cut down how long it takes. Uh, to do this project and/or to learn that and it's really interesting and his podcast he interviews the smartest people the most successful people on the planet and he really tries to get inside their head and i learned so much from it and and so one of the things that i'm not finding fault with him at all i think i i, I don't think i have there's very very much that i disagree with but one of the things that i'm not smart enough to do is just work smart right you know i, I can't do it in four hours it doesn't seem to be possible and i think a lot of times people uh Feel like, uh, you know, if they're working smart, they shouldn't have to do much at all. The reality is pretty much everybody that I know, every successful person I personally know, okay, not that necessarily I've read about or heard about, but that I've seen, they work hard. They put in the time. They're not afraid of the extra, you know, time they got to put into it, right? So w- work hard and smart. And here's what's interesting. Uh, you know, what, have you ever had that day where maybe you had a few days off and maybe you didn't have a lot of projects. So you kind of sat down and you, oh man, I'm gonna just going to watch Netflix today. And you turn on the TV and there's no series that kind of grabbed you and, and you kind of, so you turn that off and, and then you realize, oh, you know, you're trying to find some way to you occupy your time and you have some, and, and, uh, uh, and, and you, end up just almost being like unproductive and bored and you didn't really enjoy it maybe that's it's happened to me before but you know when I enjoy my time off when I've been working my butt off uh, it, it, that's it's amazing what happens when I put in a good day's work uh then I get home and uh, man I might have dinner and I don't have any plans that evening and I totally enjoy relaxing when I've worked hard and 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 so yeah once again work hard and smart don't be afraid of that okay uh, common sense, I know, but sometimes we just need to be reminded. You know how. Also, the other thing is, is that there's something magical about a uh, magical about taking action. Taking action just really changes your state. When you're unsure, and in these times, there's a lot of uh, you, know, you know. We're uncertain about a lot of things, right? Uh, you know what can you do? I tell you what to feel better. Take massive action towards a worthy goal. It, it's it's remarkable what that can do to to change your spirits and really to to shift that momentum. And my friend, uh, who you know, gave me the asked me the question, got me really thinking about stacking the odds in the first place. This was the key thing that I, I shared with him because he was kind of idle and spending all his time. It's you know the paralysis of analysis, just kind of worrying and wondering. And um, my, the comment was, "Get off your butt! There's here's all these things you could do. You know, take m- as much action in, in, in this area as you can until you exhaust that, then go to the next one and go down the line and watch what happens. And by the way, a few days, little days later. He called me back, and he feels like he's really had a shift in momentum because of this. So the next one that kind of works along this good follow up for this, or maybe it should actually be before, and that is, is is be as clear as to where you want to go. You know, create a vision and visit it often. Like if you if you're working hard, but you don't really know where you want to go, then man, you know it, it's it's hard to know if you're putting in the right time. And so you know, Stephen Covey talks about a begin with the end in mind. Right, and, and that is making sure you you where you want to go. So for me, this is really a guiding light. It helps to you know I, I have a, a my my personal my, my professional mission state statement, and they overlap. But it really helps me. That's my you know that, that's that's my compass. That's my north. Right. That helps me to, to all the things that I want to do that are in, in line with 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 what I want to do. And that is is to uh, to, to 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 globally i empower people of all ages to become more confident healthy happy and contributing members of society through high quality martial arts instruction which consists of training in self defense health fitness and life skills that's my professional mission statement right so that helps me know should i do this project or not i just i was asked to endorse a project that uh, uh, a product that that that, that i use and, 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 and then maybe I could, I'd actually, if, if I promoted it, I could get a percentage of it and it doesn't matter what the product is. That's it. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I started thinking about, okay, and then I could do this. And, and then I realized, you know what? I'm getting sidetracked. That's not my mission. That's not where I, that's not where I want my headspace to go. My headspace is, is, is on what we, what you know, at Kovar's Zinc and all the different branches we have on what we're focused on. That's where my mindset needs to be. You know, it was interesting. I was listening to another podcast with uh, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk a while back, and in there, you know, Joe Rogan was asking about his house. Do you have a really cool high-tech uh, house? And and uh, uh, and Elon Musk says, well, you know, I want to. And he goes, you know, I, the next house I build is going to have all these features. And then he started thinking, uh, but then then he, then he said, but you know what? I think my time is better spent trying to get someone to Mars. In other words, he kind of he kind of, and it's true. Where would we want Elon Musk to spend his Musk to spend his time building a house for himself? Well, that's good. He deserves to do whatever he wants to do. But you know, I'd rather have he's such a brilliant guy. I'd rather have him focus on things that's going to make the world a better place, right? And so, to a lesser degree, I guess it's not a lesser degree because we're all you know equally important and and, and have an equally uh, you know what would appear, maybe not equally important, but all important jobs, you know, and my, my son, Nishuchi talks about, you know, which is the most important part of a car. Is it the key? Is it the engine? Is it the the tires? And, you know, he'll, he'll draw it out forever, and students will say it's the key, it's the tires, it's an engine, it's a, this and that. Well, the bottom line, he'll say, well, if if you're missing any one of those, then the car doesn't work. So what I guess I'm saying is, you know, you look at someone like Elon Musk who's doing this all this crazy stuff with, with uh, you know, with big, what hopefully with alternative energy, etc., which is super important. But that doesn't mean that what you do and what I do isn't as important as well, as long as it's it's serving the the greater good. And might the impact might not be as clear as immediate, but you know what. Uh, as a martial arts instructor, and I know ma- many of you listening are martial arts instructor or teachers, you know, our ability to influence the next generation in a positive way, you know, we are going to, someone that's learned from us is going to go change the world because of what they learned from us. So we never know how our teachings are going are gonna to play out in the long run. Okay, so making sure to be as clear as, as, as to where you want to be as you can possibly be. Okay, next one is, and I kind of already touched on it, but that it's stay productive, stay productive, okay? Uh, nothing feels better than, than a, you know, positive action I'd mentioned earlier. So, you know, if in doubt, um, I have a list of to-dos and I will, every day I will focus on, in a perfect world, I often get sidetracked to be sure, but you know, I'll focus on the thing that's most important and I'll do as much as I can on that. Boom, when I'm done, I'll look at my other to-do list and I'll and I'll, I'll, I'll attack one of those as well. And it's it's amazing how much when you're really focused on it, you can get done in a short period of time when you're when you're when you're dialed in and and you and you're staying as productive as possible. And then I could go on and on, but I want to share one more with you. And I think this—I don't know—this is as important as any, and and it's it's not really just about being optimistic, but that might be the word here. But and that is, is that remember to to uh, cultivate a belief that your best years are still in front of you. You know, so often, how how often have have I found myself swapping back in the day stories, right? and you know recently one of my friends sent me a video of 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 some of my fights some back in the early 80s and i was a a a relatively successful uh uh regional uh, martial arts competitor from about uh, my first tournament it was in actually 1973 up until my last one about 1989 thereabouts but i come and i did pretty well on a regional level uh, um in in black belt primarily in fighting but i also competed in kata quite a bit and i i had a few hundred matches which sounds like a lot um it, it, it certainly is but oftentimes in a tournament you might have three or four fights in a day if you're doing well right and uh but back then we didn't videotape any of those fights you know it was just this was uh certainly in the seventies not in the late seventies early eighties you start to have see see people have video cameras around by the way, there used to be the super eight, and I did have uh, a, a couple of my fights on Super eight, but the only problem is when you had a super eight, you're trying to conserve film so um, <laughs> you'd wait till the action started then you'd start filming, which mean you 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 Missed the first part of the action, right? It, so it, it wasn't ideal because it was pretty expensive. You, you you film it, then you go down and you you have it uh, uh, developed, and then etc. And when you're a kid, man, that's a lot of money to spend on that. So I, and then when video first came out, it just didn't interest me that much. And in the early '80s, people were starting to do it, but you know, it was like finding someone to film you. Yeah, I just never did it. So I never had any videos, fights of of my uh, videos of my any of my fights until a, a few years back. One of my friends. Uh, had for whatever reason had tracked down and sent me six fights that were uh, from the early '80s, and uh, uh, and I'd forgotten about them. And I just pulled them up. I was going, I was cleaning out. My wife and I were uh, uh, were basically trying to, to lighten the load, and you know, going through and trying to bring as much of the goodwill and basically following Marie Kondo, sparking joy, right? Trying to get as much rid of stuff as that, rid of as much stuff as that as I could that we're not using. And I found this this DVD and it said Dave's fights and I go, what's this? And I put it in there and what do you know? It was some of my old fights. And I had the best time watching those. And I called my son over and I called somebody else and I much and and I realized and by the way there's nothing wrong with taking a trip down memory lane. Absolutely nothing wrong with taking a down trip down memory lane. It was an enjoyable time. And, uh, but I realized, you know, this, I don't want to live there. This is 1981. That was, by the way, I found myself mad at one of the fights that I lost that I thought I should have won. I literally like, I can't believe, you know, I'm, I'm upset about something that happened 40 years ago that didn't go my way. Right. But, uh, uh, so I, I think there's nothing wrong with, 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 uh, what visiting uh, 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 the past, but you don't want to live there. You don't want to live there. And how often, you know, do I hear someone talk about how good they once were Okay, Our back-in-the-day stories. And here's the deal. You know what? Back in the day, you had plenty of challenges. We just somehow, our memory usually kind of filters all that stuff out. And we look back with nostalgia at various times in our life. And chances are they weren't as great as you, 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 you thought they were. And, and that chances are you're going to look back on today, right now, this time period, with, with great nostalgia in the years going forward. As my dad always says, these are the good old days. Well, these are the good old days. And... You know, there's a reason why the front, front window shield of your car is bigger than the rearview mirror because we should spend more time looking forward, right, in the present moment, paying attention on the direction we're going than we should when we're looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, and, and that's really like, like such an important feature is that cultivate the belief that your best years are still in front of you. And hey, maybe that means you think, what do you mean? You know, I, I played, I was a professional athlete, now I have an injury and I'm too old, I can't do it. How can you tell me that? Well, all right, maybe your best years as a competitor aren't in front of you, but life in general, every stage has so many amazing things, amazing opportunities in front of us. We only have to be open and receptive and looking for them to find them. And and I guess one last one. I put it down and I forgot it, so I'm going to go back. I, I, I forgot to talk about it. so uh, And that is is the importance of forgetting, not comparing yourself with other people, forgetting about what the other guy or gal has and just be grateful for what you have. And, you know, this is easy to say, hard to do, but worthy of the challenge, right? Is is it like, you know, you think about it. Once again, I I was looking at... Uh, my wife and I having this debate over—I uh, don't even know how we got on the subject of it—but who is the wealthiest person on the planet? And I was saying Jeff Bezos, and she was saying, "No, I think it's Elon Musk." And I was kind of going, "No, I, you know, it's not. You know, maybe anyway, is it Warren Buffett or or, or or who was it? Well, guess what? It was it was it was as of I believe um, it was Elon Musk, right? And it's like, "Oh, cool, okay, wh- whatever." So so of course, once again, my wife is—it was right, as she almost always is. And, uh, uh, but what we, I, I got, got me thinking, you know, and because I just got done to listen to Elon Musk at, at, on a podcast, you know, he seems like a pretty squared away guy and I'm sure he's a happy guy, but is he a billion times happier than the next person? Cause he's worth like $170 billion. I bet you he's got his share of challenges. Now, you know, it, it's most, a lot of us would think it'd be fun to find out what those challenges were. Right. But nevertheless, uh, the, the bottom line is, is that more doesn't equate to happier. What, what equates to happy is present focus. You know, my favorite word, and I've talked about it before, is the word savor. I love that word savor because savor brings you to the present moment with a sense of appreciation. You know, uh, save, savor a beautiful sunset, savor dinner with family, savor time with a friend, whatever it is, And I would challenge you to do the best you can to not worry about what other people are doing. It's just be in the moment and savor the present moment, because when you're there, that's when you're most productive, that's when you perform at your best. And you know that, that of course, Satori, and I've referred to this many times before it's a Japanese term that roughly translated, means a moment of enlightenment. Or a moment of deep understanding, and it's the name of our schools, right? For us, our definition is in the moment at your best, and that refers to that present state of consciousness when you have mental clarity, physical energy, and emotional calm when you are at your best. And you know how do you get there? Being totally immersed in the moment with positive emotion, and that's not easy to do. But but that I, I think. Um, if if you if you really focus on you know eating clean, exercising consistently, treating others with respect and compassion, uh, uh, working hard, being clear as to where you want to go, staying productive, uh, cultivating years that are the, that your best, the idea that your best years are in front of you, and forgetting what the other people are doing, you really set yourself up. You put yourself in a situation to where you can really pour yourself full on into the present moment. And, and, and with that, great stuff will happen. And so with I, I want to wrap up this podcast. I appreciate you being here. And uh, you have an incredibly great week. Uh, podcast, please share it with others. Otherwise, have an incredibly great day. Bye-bye.